Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Uh, yes, today is April the 21st, Thursday. It's currently 10 a.m. Uh, April 21st, 2002, that is. It is, <clears throat> as I was saying, 10.06 a.m. Welcome to the Little Miss Nobody Knows podcast. I'm Little Miss Nobody Knows. Okay, um, I'm excited, you guys, about today's episode because, um, and it's probably going to be a series, maybe one other, maybe three other, uh, another after that one, a total of three, perhaps. Um, today, I want to talk about accountability. Now, I think I may have talked about it uh, on in the first season, but this, I'm really excited about it because it's like now... I have more meat to the subject matter, if you will. Um, more meat, if you will. Um, in the last couple of days, I have heard um, famous men come out and take accountability uh, for their actions, right? We mentioned a little bit uh, in the episode one in season three about Will Smith coming to immediately apologize to the uh, viewership of the Oscars for having slapped Chris Rock in front of everybody, right? Immediately. And the tears, the lamentation that he expressed gave some inkling um, of his realization of the effects of what he did or the, the, the weight of what he did or what the weight would carry, you know, or the things that would set in motion, if you will. And um, but maybe two days ago, three days ago, I heard an interview. I, saw, I watched an interview on The Breakfast Club of Gia Casey. Gia Casey is uh, a, an author. Um, I think she's a podcast show host, co-host also. Um, but she's the, also the spouse best known, I guess, or more readily known, rather, known as the spouse of DJ Envy. Um, of course, he's a co-host of the nationally syndicated Breakfast Club, you know, famous, very famous, very uh, well-known, a very successful author. He's in the real estate world as well. Uh, but now they've co-authored a book together, Real Life, Real Love. Now, um, whether it was a plug for that book, I don't know. I don't have it yet, but it just came out. At any rate, um, in that interview, she talked about uh, her husband taking accountability for his actions in committing adultery during their marriage. The marriage that they're still in, that they both committed to and recommitted to, and they're, st- they're going strong today. Um, I think maybe a day or so after, I heard a brief interview or a, a blip, a clip of an interview from Shaquille O'Neal. Doing what? taking accountability for his actions, the actions that eventually caused his now ex-wife, Shawnee O'Neal, to divorce him. Whether he, div- whether he filed divorce for divorce, whether she filed, uh, it does not matter. The point is that a divorce um, took place and they are no longer together. Let's see. Uh, several years back for the Beyonce fans, Jay-Z came out with a whole album, 444, if I'm remembering the 
album title correctly. Forgive me, y'all, if I'm not. Um, coming out in the album, taking accountability for his actions in the mistreatment of his wife, y'all's queen, <laughs> Beyonce. Um, and I remember the chatter when that came out and the gravity of it hit. Like after fans soaked it up and they're like, wait a minute. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. What? And she's a whole everything of what she is. You know, she has it all. Success, money, notoriety, fame. She has a musical legacy. She's made history musically. She's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. All these things. And he cheated on her? What is going on? Um, even Usher. <laughs> Came out with a song, Confessions, what, 10, 15, 20 years ago even? Although it was a story about Jermaine Dupree's actions, the way Usher put it down on wax, as we used to say, made it so believable that we were like, we lost our minds. And today, that album and song and the remix are classics. But we were too busy with confessions moving to the beat and the fact that he's sexy and, you know, all the the dancer and all these things. We were a little too wrapped up in that. Or in some of us maybe wrapped up in our own, you know, emotional things that it was like the soundtrack to our sorrow. Like, okay, our man confessed. Now what? Now, let's see, with all of those things in publication and it's not like a thing of late it's just that I've just been hearing more and more and more of it when Gia was interviewed by The Breakfast Club by DJ Envy by Angela Yee by Charlemagne the God they were awed by what she said about not DJ Envy's behavior because in he's only DJ Envy when he's working, but he is, you know, her husband when they are together, when he's at home, when he's off camera, when he's, you know, off the mic, he's her husband. And right now at this very moment, forgive me, his name is escaping me. His first name is actually escaping me. Forgive me. Um, and she said that when she discovered that he committed adultery, that he confessed to her. Yes, it's true. She immediately was like, oh, it's a wrap. We're out of here. I'm out of here. I don't care what you do. Lawyer's been contacted, blah, blah, blah. Um, But when she got the realization, when she came to the realization that God wanted her marriage to stay together and didn't want her to leave her husband, she said that he worked and worked and worked and worked he did the work that I mentioned (laughs) uh talked about a little bit in in, uh, season one he did the work that it took to regain her trust to regain her respect to reestablish the marital bonds and the connection and she said something that was so potent man she said he did the work until not And she mentioned this very thing, too, that a lot of guys, and I'll say guys as opposed to men, because I have a different definition for what a man is. 
she said he did the work until she said a lot of guys and I've experienced it too they'll they'll get they'll cheat they'll get caught they'll do something that's wrong to you they'll hurt you they'll be dishonest whatever it is however it manifested and they'll say oh I've apologized damn you know what more you want me to do you know stop talking about it stop beating me over the head with it you gonna forgive you gonna stay or what that of course doesn't show any contrition it doesn't show any sobriety of mind it doesn't uh, it doesn't show real sorrow it doesn't show that not only have they had a change of heart but they've been enlightened and I actually hate the word enlightened I like to think of it as growth or maturation it shows that they haven't come to the point of maturation that settles it and establishes it in the foundation of their cognition that listen I understand what I did and how it made you feel I un- but I may not fully understand why I did it other than oh well you hurt me or I wanted you to hurt just as much as I hurt or I needed to just get my rocks off I needed to you know get something off my mind as some some men say in vulgarity um, but it's not about that part. It's about the, he understands the effects it had on her. He worked and he paid attention to her and he served her as his wife. You know, he was willing to do it all. She, 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 she tells in the interview, if he has to grovel, if he has to sleep on the couch, if he has to, whatever, whatever he has to do, because to him, regaining the relationship with his best friend because they've been together since age 16 and 15 so it was about it was about the real connections that they have that he broke that he wanted so desperately and that's all he ever wanted um purely uh in his um in his journey of doing the work um in accountability or with accountability That's what I want to get to. Not the groveling or the humiliation per se, but she said and went on to say, and he went on to also agree and say, yes, this is true. I was willing. If I had to be humiliated, okay, fine. It didn't matter to him. His pride did not matter to him. In accountability and, okay, this, I guess it relates to relationships I personally have this modus operandi and I've always had it for as long as I can remember as an adult woman of there's certain character traits that I, I need. I, I really, really need my guy to have. I, as you guys know, um, I'm not married. I'm, I'm uncoupled, um, but I'm also not dating. And one of the main reasons why I'm not is because I have these standards. Now, not high standards. I don't think these are high. Although I've been accused of, over the years, from a few males, oh, you have high expectations, you asking for too much, you doing too much, you extra. No, I would say, I'm not doing too much, I'm not extra. You just don't have the capacity for me. 
Now, um, as rude, crude, or sarcastic, or even a put down, as it's, as much of a put down rather as that may have sounded, that's not what I intended. There's been talk on the dating scene, so much goes on in the world of singleness, you know, the Kevin Samuels talking about, oh, high value man. If you want a high value man, you have to be this. You have to be a high value woman. Um, and the football player Cam Newton recently, you know, was interviewed, and they—I think he—he he has a wonderful show uh, on cable on cable television. Um, in this particular interview, he's mentioned something about the lady being a boss chick, but but you can't cook. You don't know when to shut up. You talk too much. In accountability, where mm, where me being a woman raised in the deep south, I do take pride in knowing how to cook. Um, I differ where this you talk too much um, mm, insult. I, I, I differ there because there is effective communication and then there is far, far left a nagging woman. And I don't want to digress, but my point for mentioning those is that it goes back to account- the accountability. When you are taking accountability for your actions in relationships as a male this is these are some of the things that you cannot do and it's not about berating a male about um well you need to step and fetch and you need to no but when he truly 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 wants to take accountability there will be no question in him serving you it's not about again him groveling or becoming less than in your estimation But it's about him understanding the gravity of how his actions affected you. Because when you're married, you have literally connected your life to another person. The way you do life, it involves the other person entirely. You have the other person in mind in everything you do. I'm washing laundry I'm washing our bed sheets because my husband wants or my wife wants and requires clean bed sheets. Yes, it's the marital bed and we do whatever. But as a single person, as a bachelor, bachelorette, I may be able to go a week, two weeks, three weeks, whoever, without doing their sheets. But these are the things that this marriage, this connection, this relationship has provoked me to heighten my standards because there's someone else's life that's being affected by everything I do. When the relationship has been broken, when the heart of your spouse, your significant your significant other has been broken, it un- it literally unravels the fabric the fabric of who they are if it was a real connection. The, not that the relationship changes a person, but it the 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 loss of the relationship has a very strong effect on them 
um, I had this experience after uh, or during my divorce many, many, many years ago. Um, I, we were in the, I was in the military. We both were in the military. Um, and I remember stopping at the commissary that I used to shop at. Um, and the first section when you walk in this commissary, this grocery store for uh, civilian types, um, is the produce section. I would go into the section and begin to get all these different things. For him, he loved fresh fruit and he loved fruit salad. So I developed this recipe for him, something I never done for myself because my lifestyle, you know, I didn't really like fruit like that. Whatever it was, it was fruit on the go. I'll grab an apple, I'll grab an orange, I'll grab a banana, but he liked fresh fruit salad. So I would make it and the, the compositions of it, you know, it varied depending on how he felt, but to seal it, I would drizzle it in honey. When I walked into that commissary as a newly separated, not even fully divorced woman, I literally broke down in the doorway of the commissary. Now it wasn't dramatic, like, ah, Jesus. No, I had to, I, I very quickly realized, okay, something's going on here, I'm going to break, let me go into the ladies room. I went to the ladies room, into the, the, the last stall, grabbed the handful of tissues and buried my face in it and tried to muffle my sobs because it was gut-wrenching. And all of the the realization, the full realization of the life I had come to know, I changed my military I changed my career path for that marriage. It involved me professionally. These are some of the things that I mean when I point to accountability. And when you are a male and you make these choices, you think that, oh, it's my penis. I had one ex-boyfriend tell me years ago, I can do what I want to with it. That, of course, told me that, of course, he was self-centered. Of course, he was immature. He, and by the way, is a textbook narcissist. Where he is in his maturation journey, I'm not sure. But uh, he did eventually, for instance, come back to ask me to marry him. I had to decline. Um, and that was a literal battle within myself. Because I said, there's no question that I love you. Yes, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. But I can't trust you. I knew that he had not reached the point of maturation where he fully understood the gravity of his actions and how they affected me because I desperately needed him to actually address all the cracks, all of the tears, all the rips in my soul that he caused when we were together prior to that time. I couldn't just up and marry him after all this time. And that's something that he never got the point of um and in pointing out accountability in all these men I was talking to my sister uh, not too long ago and she said and she kind of subscribes a little bit to um they're all like that um and for so long so many of us women believe that so many of us women believe that but in the back of my mind being faced with I won't say that truth I'll say um, with that evidence over the years, being faced with that evidence over the years, I almost accepted 
the lie that the farce the whole untruth that um men can't take accountability I almost considered it as something that I would have to contend with if I was going to be in a relationship. And it was when I heard that interview snippet with Shaquille O'Neal, when I heard that interview with Gia Casey, I was like, I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I'm not crazy. I wasn't overly demanding. Um, In the things that I required in my relationships of a man, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that there is a section in their cognition, a section within their 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 whole self where they can come to the realization and they can again be held accountable and begin to operate as if they fully understand. It's not a male and female thing I said to um my sister because she was like they can have sex with a female um, and have zero connection. Men can do that. Women cannot. And shout out to Uncle Steve Harvey. You know, he over the years has mm, kind of touted that same thing uh, with good intentions. You know, we'll never throw Uncle Steve under the bus. Uncle Steve was a goat um, of so many things. And what I mean is, and I, what I said to my sister was, if a man can have a whole relationship with a wife, long-term relationship with a significant other, girlfriend, live-in girlfriend, and frequent sexual relations with another woman, you mean to tell me he doesn't know how to touch her to make her reach a climax sexually? You mean to tell me he doesn't just know just how to behave in order to quote-unquote keep the peace in their um, interactions, in their relationship, because he's definitely simultaneously carrying on more than one relationship. If he knows how to curtail his behavior, that tells me that he can be held responsible for his actions because he's literally purposely behaving in such a way as to not have static in that relationship. And that goes back to accountability for me. That's the hook. I always figured, hold on y'all, you know, I'm in my studio, my car. <laughs> so I got to turn this uh, thing on. So give me a few seconds here. Um, turn on some er. <laughs> um, the sun is beautifully bright this morning. Um, and I said, I said, you mean to tell me if they can know how to touch her body and all those other things and then come home and do the very same thing to his wife at, and at the same time with his niggas, with his fellas, with the boys, holla, be my peace. When he's the one that's disturbing the peace, having a whole relationship on the side or whatever he's doing on the side that is, that is <laughs> literally sucking the strength the potency, the, it's undermining the literal connections that he has with his wife. Um, I differ. I differ. And here's the proof. I've always known that there was proof, 
but I just needed more men to do it. Yeah, we talked about Usher's song, Jermaine Dupri's anthem. Yes, we talked about Jay-Z, you know, y'all's king. <laughs> um, but to hear Shaquille O'Neal talk about it, to hear Gid Casey talk about it, and her husband to co-sign all of those things and fully, unashamedly admit it, that he came to, be, like, he came to, he had a real come-to-Jesus moment. Two of their good friends came to them like God sent me. And that goes back to something else that you guys know of me. I always relate something in the episodes to God because that's it. You have to come to your creator, the one who made who you are, sometimes for it to hit you. That gives you that moment of clarity. Again, it's a human thing. You can't tell me that, you know, like a man who who has a uh, drunk driving record but never hits anyone or kills anyone. But suddenly in the courtroom, when he's getting ready to be handed down, actually, actually a life sentence, that he doesn't come to a moment of sobriety and he fully understands the gravity of what I've done. I've taken a life. I've never, I've never fully subscribed to that. And... Oh God, I'm going to have to do an episode, a second episode because I want to talk more about accountability um, because I ended up having a conversation. Um, I can't cut this. I can't cut this uh, conversation. I can't cut, this, cut, cut these discussion of the su- subject matter off right here because it's just so much that hearing these things have provoked in me. I'm so excited. I'm back to it. Um, again, with him, with all these men, and, and having it be a, as a collective statement, yes, we can take accountability. It gave me so much hope for relationships. It gave me so much hope for what I've always believed. Minus the unfair expectation that we women, um, and I've even been guilty in my younger years, have been have placed on men. I expected them to be perfect when I was when I was married to my ex husband. I expected him to be perfect. And then when I found out that he had been unfaithful, it destroyed me. I thought that marriage was the pinnacle and it was just something different. You know, I did what I did dating, courting, you know, had different boyfriends, had different um, encounters. And I figured, oh, it was, but I figured it was different. But marriage is something else. Marriage is special. Marriage is holy without even having a relationship with God back then. I figured, okay, singleness is a free-for-all. I can do what I want to do. I can do who I want to do. Whatever, whatever. Um, You know, came to that realization really quickly uh, that that's not true. But I had marriage in this unrealistic bubble. And when my bubble was popped, (laughs) when I was married, after finding out about my my ex-husband's infidelity, it destroyed me. Because I thought, I thought, I thought. I was holy. I was wrong. Yes, men make mistakes. Humans, people make bad choices. But when you couple your life with another person, when you mm, intertwine in a lifelong relationship with another person, again, you may as well tie your legs together or do that uh uh what is it the croaker sack where the husband and wife they jump they're hopped together and they have to 
cooperate with each other's movements and they have to practically sync their own movements um, in order to win the race against another married couple. I love those things because it's such a demonstration of the degree of cooperation it takes with the other person, a whole different person, an entirely different will, a whole different mindset, the way they do things, the way they do things. The very rhythm of their heartbeat is different, although it may give the same lub-dub rhythm if the doctor puts a sphygmometer on their chest. They still do things differently. But when you marry, you have to sync those things. Now, um, you have to sync those things and cooperate. And again, with accountability, you have to come to the understanding that you have thrown even that thing off. So when people talk about, you know, being unfaithful, you were my heartbeat. All these love songs. When you left, a piece of me left. I was talking to a, a, another family member of mine last night. And I said, I don't know if people understand how real they really saying, um, uh, how real they really are being, rather, when they say, when you left, a piece of me left. That's Your soul literally ties to that person. That's what God intended. And the two shall be one flesh. Okay, here I am waxing biblical again. But you don't have to be a Bible scholar or even a Bible believer. You just have to have had a heartbreak or had some sort of relationship where you really wanted that person to fully understand this without being a Bible thumper or a Bible believer. You know when your soul was connected to another person by how your soul broke when they left or when whatever happened to cause them to leave. Or when they made you leave because you broke their heart. And you felt that ache in your soul. And you felt that um, that emptiness. And you felt that deep longing that no, even a whole nother sexual connection could not match. Chris Brown, she ain't you. She, you doggone right she ain't. She doesn't know your soul like I do. Now you're screwing around with my knowing. <laughs> I have to readdress my knowledge base now. I have to consider redacting my knowledge base of you. Of I have to almost almost erase the history in time where 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 my gravestone is going to have that dash. I have to go in and amend that dash now. Because, and, and because you've caused a break in that, and that's what I've always believed in relationships, in men taking accountability. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't want to be with you. It's, do you understand this? And what work have you done to come to that understanding? Now, mind you, doing the work, fellas... That makes us love you more. Oh, you've grown. And it's like, that touches the mother nurturing part of every woman that's ever loved you. Oh, my baby has grown. My baby is so smart. My baby is so intelligent. We love it when you show growth. Your your egos will have you thinking, oh, she just wants to... She wants to big boy me or bully me. She's bossy. God knows I've been accused of that one. Oh, you too bossy. No, nigga, I want you to grow the F up. <laughs> um, 
I want you to get it. And some of the relationships that I I have not been able to continue upon the um, exposure of infidelity is whoever she is, I hope she gets a better version of you. I love you even if you're not with me because God knows I've done enough work on you that she can, she should be able to prosper with you. Having learned this lesson, but you know, some, some don't. Um, and I'm trying not to intermingle certain things because maturation and account and a man taking accountability, um, they're two totally different things, but you cannot have one without the other. Um, you know, coming to moments of clarity, full clarity and full understanding and comprehension, um, they are different things from accountability, but again, you can't have one without the other. Um, these are the things that I've always had, um, ideologically, um, or idealistically, whichever word, um, or version of it, rather, um, when I've considered my guy, because when you love someone, <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want, I, I, I said, uh, I don't know, I may have said on an episode or in season two or, or one that I know how to break a man down. I don't know how to build a man up. Um, and it's not uh, something that I have as a weapon, but it goes to the creative nature of who we are, made in God's image. So we can mm, speak life to you or take life from you by stripping you with our mouths, right? Um, in accountability, this is what we understand as most women, most of us. Uh, most will always build you. That's how we take accountability for mm, maintaining your strength as our man. Your ability to protect. Your ability to be a whole, secure, present, threatening being, if you will, against anything that could hurt us. Our protector, right? Our defender. Um, so in order to maintain that, we build you with our mouths. We love on you. We, you know, speak well of you. We, you know, but, (laughs) and I'm I'm going off, so I'm going to go off. (laughs) I'm going off something just a bit. I'm, I'm digressing just a wee bit because again, it's such a weighty thing. It just sparks me things, which means it's just time for another episode Um, or part two, but, um, I'm going to kind of cut it here about accountability. Account again, I, 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 Eureka guys, Eureka, you know, light bulb. Aha. There it is. I knew it. I've always known it. (laughs) Not braggadociously at all, but, um, and, and furthermore, 
I, I'm Eureka. I knew it, but I am so excited because it has, it has more to do with humanity. Like, okay. And often in our culture, um, in African-American culture, um, or, or the modern day culture that it has become, I'll say, um, because I have a love hate relationship with our culture, um, or this version of it. I have a love hate relationship with it. Um, (laughs) it has become, um, it's been affected rather by popular music, hip hop, made it look one way the advertisements made it look one way where we almost had to accept well all men cheat ain't no changing them can't live with them can't live without them but I differ I differ and now I have full evidence enough to point to how uh uh-huh it's a human thing it ain't just men and women it ain't just men and women. Um, and that men are so different. They're from Mars. So, you know, we don't understand. Nope. I have evidence now. It solidified my belief system. I knew it. I knew it existed. Now I have proof. And I'll continue to um, hold men to accountability. I'll continue to maintain that because, again, there's certain things that you need to have a successful relationship and again if you don't have it then why be in it and as something I used to say and in my past relationships if it ain't mutual um I'm sorry let it be mutual or not at all um so we'll pick up on part two where men versus women men are from Mars women from Venus part of the um accountability thing um, thank you guys so much for listening. Man, 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 man. I'm so excited about this. It's almost hard to stay on subject because it's just so weighty. Um, you've been listening to Little Miss Nobody Knows podcast. I've been Little Miss Nobody Knows. I really hope to see you guys uh, back. Uh, please contact the show. Please contact us on our Facebook page. Please message us. We want to know what you think. Chime in. Guys, whatever you want to say about accountability, poor experiences, Ladies, what have you experienced with men trying to make you seem toxic or bossy or uh, what's the what's the word gaslight you into thinking that you were absolutely nuts, that this was unattainable, that this did not exist. Men are incapable of doing such and such. Let me know. We want to discuss this on our show. I would love to have guests, opinions, all those things. So um. I, again, look to see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been, again, Little Miss Nobody, and you've been tuning in to Little Miss Nobody Knows. Thank you so much for your relationship. God bless you. Love on yourselves. Love on each other. And understand that God loves you. Take care. God bless. And bye.